0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to Chill Back to the 90s, the uh, 90s podcast that takes a look back at a time where things were, well, a hell of a lot better than they are now. Uh, I am your host, Mr. Children Roasted, CJ Ward, along with my co-host, uh, The Rabbit and him- himself.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, don't fold the maps, man. Don't fold the maps. But...
0: Well, welcome in Mr. Alex. How are you doing today, uh, sir?
1: I'm doing good. I uh, you know, had a nice little nice little school day, packed some stuff up, ready for a big move. But uh I'm ready I'm ready to I'm ready to talk some nineties. I'm ready to I'm ready to go back to in uh in the words of Lil Dicky, you know, when it was fun all day and, you know, we got to sleep all night. And uh yeah. I texted to that earlier today. I was listening to that song and I was like why does that one line hit so home to me like that slept all night like man, what is that like?
0: I <laughs> uh, see I was the opposite in the 90s. Uh, I did sleep all night and I woke up super early in the morning. Not much different than how I am now.
1: Oh yeah no that I mean like I used to sleep all night like back in that in that time and now it's like I'm lucky if I get a solid eight hours so
0: well uh, I've got I've got my setup here. I've got a little. Little hot cup of Joe. I have a Kool Aid jammer uh, sitting next to me. A purple Soros Rex. And then, sorry for coming in a little, a little harsh on the intro. I, I do have uh, a loaded pipe here next to me as well. That is kind of keeping the uh, old nerves calm and cool.
1: Anything, anything special in your blend?
0: So what this is right, right here um, is. Nothing, nothing too crazy. It's just a gorilla glue. Hmm. Um,
1: nice and simple. I, I,
0: I probably, I probably shouldn't be doing an indica before a podcast, um, but we, I figure with the coffee, hopefully it'll help slow me down a little bit. Nice. Well, uh, today we're ta- I'm gonna talk about something that I have been looking. Uh, I've really been looking forward to talking about this. Um, It's Cartoon Network, uh, something very simple, but you see a lot of podcasts now, and a lot of them talk uh, more about Nickelodeon in the 90s, which, hey, hey, that's totally fair.
1: You want to talk stick-stickly, man. I'm a guy.
0: Dude, totally down. We're we're going to do several Nickelodeon-based here, obviously, being a 90s-based podcast.
1: What you know about Action League now?
0: (laughs) Uh, Prometheus and Bob um, I'm gonna talk about the other channel uh Cartoon Network which kind of took took the Nickelodeon mold and tried to really widen that so they net. widened
1: it quite a bit
0: <laughs> oh yeah they but I mean they had they had Ted Turner money Get that TT money uh what are your Earliest memories of Cartoon Network? Like, 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 when you think Cartoon Network, what do you think of?
1: When I think of Cartoon Network, I mean, man, I'd say I probably started watching Cartoon Network in the late-ish 90s, around. I say late-ish. I say mid to late-ish. You know, 96, 7, 8-ish. And I remember shows like Cow and Chicken, Powerpuff Girls, um, there was oh, where was you know things like courage. Uh, I watch I watched courage. I watched courage for years. Dexter's lab. Um, I know I'm leaving one specifically out. There was maybe it was cow and chicken. who who had the like the weenie factor or like the weenies. Who was the weenies? I remember the weenies being something or like some characters. I to say it was cow and chicken. Um, two stupid dogs, God, yes. two stupid dogs, dude legit um uh watched some johnny bravo uh but yeah i mean all the big mainstays i was a big i was a big fan of all those for sure uh i I know there's some other younger not a younger but um classic ones that i'm sure you're about to to rattle off
0: yeah i'm i'm probably gonna jog some some kind of memory cells here uh for sure so my, my earliest memories kind of go back a little bit further. Um, for some reason, when I would come down here uh, to my dad's, for some reason it was it was more Cartoon Network than it was Nickelodeon. Um, never really knew why. just what it was. Um, and I would get up super, like I said, like, <laughs> I would get up super early in the morning. Uh, so much the point where my parents got tired of me waking them up, and that's actually what got them to put a small TV in my room, and so that when I woke up before everybody else, I could just sit in my room and watch cartoons. Life pro tip. <laughs> and oh yeah, right, parenting one oh one, parenting in the nineties. <laughs> put,
1: uh, put a TV in your kid's room, and they will leave you the fuck alone.
0: I mean, it worked. Uh, so I would say my my Cartoon Network memories kind of go back ninety four ish. When I was watching it early on, it was definitely more of the Hanna Barbera cartoons. Um, okay. A lot, a lot of a pup named Scooby Doo. I love me some um, Scrappy Doo. And a lot of Tom and Jerry. Uh, okay.
1: okay. So. I watched some. I watched some Tom I, and Jerry. I can get down with some Tom and Jerry, some summers. Hannah, Hannah, Hannah Barbara, That's like old, uh, like Flintstones and Jetsons and stuff too, right? Yeah. I do. I do remember watching. Uh, my dad liked the Flintstones. I remember that was a show that, like, because I, I, that was a show. I want to say that show used to play on Nick at night, if I'm not mistaken. In the early '90s. If am I wrong on that? See, you're right. You you might be jogging some memories here. <laughs>
0: I'm not sure about its run anytime on Nick at Night. It wouldn't surprise me if it was a sitcom, but it being a Hanna-Barber show, I don't know if it would have made the jump over to the Viacom. Over
1: to Nick at Night. So, 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 so but I, I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like I remember in some primetime hours watching the Flintstones and maybe even the Jetsons with, like, my dad, for sure. Um,. But yeah, like yeah, you definitely you were like yeah, I think I might jog some memory. Yes, you absolutely did, sir. So
0: get on. And the 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 idea of Cartoon Network is simple, right? Like it's a it's a twenty four seven cartoon service. Well, that that whole idea kind of started off with Ted Turner and his twenty four seven CNN news channel. So in nineteen eighty six, Ted Turner buys out a lot of uh, MGM. And ends up selling some of it back to him. But in this whole buyout of MGM, he acquires like the sum of like 8,500 hours of cartoons. Um, Noise.
1: Oh, yeah, man. M- MGM, if I can interject a little bit on the MGM, um, I just, I'm going – I'm taking a class on it right now and on movies. And MGM, man – was a powerhouse. Like they were one of the early, 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 early studios. Mary Gold Melodies, when...
0: right? Isn't that what yep. it is?
1: Yep. Uh, it, yes, it's uh, Metro. It's Metro Goldwyn and um, something else. Um, and then actually, the Goldwyn went and, and founded his own studio, Samuel Goldwyn. That's that, that's way off topic, but yeah, MGM back in the day, huge powerhouse. So, so them having a massive library of animated films, which you know Disney was winning. Awards for Snow White back in the 30s, proving it's possible that animation is a viable, you know, film, yada, yada. And we still today, now that it's evolved into computer animation, animation is still a big, a big, uh, a big deal in the industry. So, um, you know, it it, it doesn't surprise me that when Ted Turner buys MGM, he's got like this massive library of cartoons. That he's like, the fuck do I do with this? Well,
0: it's really, it's really what, what he wanted to acquire in this. And a, a, a lot of like uh, the movie rights and everything, he pretty much sells back to MGM and keeps a, just a lot of these cartoons. In um, 91 is when he ends up buying out Hanna-Barbera. So he acquires all of their libraries. So now he's probably upwards, you know, close to like 10,000 hours of cartoons, if not more. 92 is when the network officially launches. Um, At first, it had like a limited uh, subscription base. But what really made it popular was with a lot of uh, cable networks, it became like an add-on service. So like if you subscribe to like TBS on your cable uh, service you were you now had cartoon network as well and that's kind of how it grew in the cable service Okay,
1: that's, that's, that's smart i mean that's like when you it's like what uh what espn it's like how you get espn like you get espn you'll get like a bundle of their crap and you can always upgrade to other stuff exactly and like, if you if you if you get if you get cable in general you're getting espn or some shit like that Um, so yeah, I do, I think I do remember that. I do remember the early days of, like, Cartoon Network wasn't always something we had. Because I remember we moved around, like, enough in the 90s to where, like, sometimes we'd have different cable services. And I remember, like, having, like, I I think there was a period of time where we just didn't have Cartoon Network.
0: Yeah, I had friends. I would go over to their houses and, uh, you know, they, they wouldn't have Cartoon Network. But that's why, so, like, in the early 90s, that's why it's, like, all of the Hanna-Barbera stuff, because that's really all he had. It was that and, like, the the Looney Tunes stuff, which is what he got from MGM, essentially.
1: And that, I mean, and, and Looney Tunes, are just a whole, that's a whole other podcast in itself. Oh, yeah,
0: I mean, lo- Looney Tunes is massive.
1: I've massive. watched Looney Tunes probably, probably pretty much throughout my entire life. Maybe not so much the last 10 years, but...
0: A lot of these cartoons are like still mainstays for me today. Like I still absolutely love Tom and Jerry.
1: I mean, if we count Space Jam, I watch Looney Tunes, you know, quite often.
0: <laughs> I I count Space Jam as Looney Tunes, yes.
1: <clears throat> and I watched Looney Tunes like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, it, in it's
0: Inception. You know, it has just this library of old cartoons. Well, eventually, you know, they need to start making more content. So they bring in two pretty popular guys within the industry in uh, 1994. Um, One being John... I'm going to butcher this dude's last name so hard. um, John Crickfalusi. Uh, okay. You might know him as the creator of the Ren and Stimpy show. Okay. okay. And okay. they brought in Fred Seibert. Now, Fred Seibert is from Nickelodeon, and he was pretty much like the guy who created some of the first Nicktoons. Huge instrumental in Doug. doo doo do,
1: do I love Doug, man. That's one of the
0: so they I brought in like two like massive like powerhouse of guys of like early '90s cartoons, uh, and and they they wanted like I said they wanted their own content. So they started the What a Cartoon Show,
1: and okay, okay, you you sent me now. I can't, can't can I can I lay a little uh, a little yeah. teaser? What's yeah, what's, absolutely. We gotta come up. We gotta come up. What's what's I mean? What's we get? We gotta, gotta have, like a '90s version of a teaser. Since this is all '90s space, give me, give me, like, what would a teaser be in the '90s? Just a little taste.
0: <laughs> it would be like a, like a, like a ad on, like before your VHS. So it'd be like a. Uh, like a
1: coming soon to VHS.
0: Coming soon to a cassette near you. You know, some, some, some
1: there bullshit like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 cut up some audio and insert it right there. Um, but we have this. Uh, little chat space uh that we'll talk about a little bit later and you sent me a couple little uh I guess you were doing some research and you found a couple little nice things and I was I was very surprised at 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 what you showed me um very interesting stuff man that what a cartoon
0: yeah so I'm gonna kind of piggyback off of what you're saying what the What a Cartoon Show was was almost like an audition for these up and coming artists, much like the the Liquid Television stuff on MTV, um, copying almost you know the same kind of mold. And a lot of the cartoons that came from the What a Cartoon Show were kind of that early '90s like grotesque animation. Um, <laughs> And I'm going to pull these up and send them to you as well. But there was, like, a cartoon called, like, Yucky Ducky, um, where it was pretty much about this, like, gross duck. There was a cartoon, I think it was about two two pigeons trying to either take away, like, a light bulb or something on a, uh, on, like, uh, an airplane tower. There's,
1: but... <laughs> A lot it of these. This just sounds ridiculous. It's su-
0: super ridiculous, and like I said, that, that that like 90s like super like grotesque style of animation. Um, but yeah, one of the things that came out of it, you know, Seth MacFarlane, sent in
1: his thing, and I'm I'm trying to remember. If, that was the one you sent me, right? Yeah,
0: and I've I've got the name of it somewhere here. I guess I could just look in into our little Discord, but. Um, where are you?
1: The name I know I have Seth mcfarland
0: here. Gotta remember shit.
1: You didn't throw it in the ninety CV because I don't see it there. Did you throw it into? Uh... Uh, oh, you threw it into the back cave. Yes, threw it us. into the stock room. Ah, uh, uh, uh S- Larry S- and Steve. Yeah,
0: S- Seth McFarlane. Larry and
1: Steve, but it's basically it's Peter. It's Brian and Peter. Yeah, it's one hundred percent Brian and Peter.
0: So that's that's an it's it's always kind of fun to go back and see some of the artists that submitted, but out of the what a cartoon show uh, came the unsuspecting pilots for like Dexter's Lab and Johnny Bravo and Cow and Chicken. These these had little like shorts, and I can almost remember specifically. Like the the Powerpuff Girls, what a cartoon! I believe was like the Gangreen Gang. Green gang. Um, I want to make sense. I want to say Iconic. the Dexter's Lab episode is like uh, the the first episode where like Dee Dee's always trying to push the button. Um, <laughs> but like these these aired That's on the what a cartoon share yeah, and they they stuck and like holy shit these cartoons are fucking awesome. So later on, they end up producing those. Um, other OG OG programming. Um, there was this show, and I, I tried looking it up. It was called The Moxie Show. I have, like, zero recollection. Mm, Doesn't that ring a bell? I, I, e- even looking at it on Google didn't, didn't like, sp- spark any kind of memory. But the their very next thing was Space Ghost Coast to Coast, which is fucking iconic bro love me
1: some space ghosts
0: and it set the foundation of really of what they were trying they're gonna try and do in the later part of the 90s but they it was their their shot at trying to aim at like a more adult audience with cartoons and so they they took up uh, I'm trying to think of it's uh, ghost planet. Inc. and then it ends up becoming William Street but this uh, company they they take these spliced up images of like the hanna-Barbera cartoons of of Space Ghost and do a a, a uh, faux talk show out of it uh, a parody talk show and it's amazing the guests they get on there uh, is incredible I think I sent you the uh, macho Man one. Of him as uh, his grandfather,
1: <laughs> that was that was fantastic. Wait, that was a dub. That was a... like that wasn't like that wasn't like Macho Man actually there. No, no,
0: no, that was Macho Man.
1: Oh, okay, um, they... you're saying how? Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I thought you were saying like they were somebody made a parody of it. No, no, that's like they gotcha. the sorry the show. You're talking about in Space itself. Ghost itself. Gotcha, being the parody. Yes, and it was and it was great. I love, and there are just some some just great just bits and if I could give it a modern am I allowed to do modern comparisons yeah
0: modern okay. compare away bro
1: so I just and and I've only discovered the first couple episodes and I really I've been saving it because I don't want to just like watch it in passing I want to sit down and watch it because they're, they're, they're fairly short episodes there's a show called Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law we're going to get to it, it so- soon yeah, yeah yeah for sure but Go it ahead. gives me space ghost vibes and it just, like, it's all about this, like, superhero who's an attorney, and he actually represents, like, cartoon characters. And they're on trial for a variety of reasons. And it's just, it's silly and it's stupid, but it's really funny, and they use a lot of, you know, real life stories and stuff. And it's, uh, I think it's like a 2007 series, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but it, it reminds me a lot of Space Ghost. And I just, just that, that parody, parody. Parody of real life, uh, uh, just way of storytelling, just cracks me up. Man. And
0: it I, I ran just... for a long time. I mean, it, it ran
1: from nineteen
0: ninety four to like I want to say ninety nine or two thousand. Like,
1: what was this little enemy? Little, what was the praying mantis name? Didn't he get a? Didn't he get a spinoff? So the the show setup is you have Space Ghost as the host, and
0: then Brack. is is, is like sidekick slash like band slash like band player or whatever plays plays the music and then moltar is the uh producer and uh moltar and brack are they they become pretty important later on like within the story of cartoon network itself um as we're going to find out uh that's like the 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 whole show setup, and yeah, Brack later on gets his own his own show. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's
1: hilarious.
0: Several great guests. Um, obviously you know with me being a, a huge wrestling fan, um, I've gone back and looked at some of the old old ones on there. There's there's one of Hulk Hogan in 1995, where dude, I, he looks stoned out of his mind eyes are all red and i'm i'm going to find this clip i'm going to send it to you and i promise you you be like hogan stoned
1: you could just put it in our in our new little chat space will most definitely do so by the end of 94
0: cartoon network was the fifth most popular cable channel in the USA oh wow yeah it it caught fire big time and i, I or that's how i think my introduction to like speed racer Came from, like, early Cartoon Network. Okay.
1: yeah, I remember watching some Speed Racer.
0: Uh, the Super Friends. Oh, the Super Friends might come later. Um, but, uh, yeah. So that's, like, the first little section. So we have, like, Cartoon Network. Ted Turner's like, hey, I have a 24-7 news service. I want 24-7 cartoons, bitch.
2: <laughs>
0: Goes out, buys a shit ton of cartoons makes said channel and then is like oh god damn I need my own cartoons so then he hires two like head honchos to come in and pretty much almost create like an MTV liquid television kind of nature here and it just grass fires and uh, now we're heading into the mid 90's where we're going to take a short little break. See you soon <laughs> Welcome back uh, to Chill Back to the '90s, a uh, podcast like I said earlier where we take you back to a most bodacious time. Uh, we just got done talking about like early '90s Cartoon Network. It's it's inception. Um, Ted Turner's involvement. Um, so Cartoon Network, like we left off, is fucking on fire. En fuego. In fuego. So what's best to do? Let's let's merge. You know, it's let's, let's have a merge. Isn't that what he
1: does best? Merges things. Uh, <laughs> Only people on the highway that. merge like Ted fucking Turner. <laughs> Be no fucking traffic in the world.
0: October tenth, nineteen ninety six. Uh, we have a the Time Warner. Wait, wait, wait! Did you, say Oc- did you say You say
1: October tenth?
0: Yeah. So it, that was, it, that was it, a it, couple days ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 1984. Warner Brothers kind of starts like the the transition into purchasing. years ago. Turner Broadcasting. October 1996 is when it finally goes through. Warner Brothers got like all back like their like pre 50s cartoons that they originally had before MGM sold it sold those off to Turner in the beginning, um, and then all the movies. That were uh, done by Turner were owned by Warner Brothers, but they were... But, but Sorry, I'm messing this up. The m- movies were still owned by Turner, but Warner Brothers was in charge of like the sales and distribution of them all. Yeah, that happens. Warner Brothers ended up buying uh, New Line and Castle Rock.
1: Dun, 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 dun.
0: And so all of this kind of research, and I'm, I'm going to get back to uh, Cartoon Network here in just a moment.
1: Laying a good base.
0: But at, at the introduction of the Warner Brothers stuff, um, popped up a little nugget that I, I had fun with. So I'm, I'm an Oklahoma City kid. You're a Dallas kid. The sizzle. I, I have a, quite a bit of Oklahoma pride in me. Would you care to say that you have quite a bit of like Texas pride in you?
1: I have a fair amount, but I'm not obnoxious.
0: So, there was this real estate company in Oklahoma City. Uh, they were originally going uh, by the name of Tierco, the Tierco Group. Okay. They bought a dwindling amusement park called Frontier City. I know,
1: I, I know, I know of Frontier City.
0: So, they purchased a fr- a Frontier City in, in 1982 for like $1.2 million. And with like no, no aspirations of going full frontal into the amusement park business. But they eventually uh, acquire more amusement parks. One called Wild World in Largo, Maryland. Hey! Uh, in 1992, uh, they changed the name to Adventure World. And then, wh- where do they go from here? They acquire several. As
1: a resident of Largo, Maryland, I have no idea where that place is. <laughs> well, uh, you're, you're actually about to find out.
0: So, then they start acquiring more amusement parks. Uh, some in, like, Cleveland and California and New York.
1: Oh, does this go on to be what I think it becomes?
0: Yes. In 1990, flags? in 1998, they purchased Six Flags.
1: Hell yeah! Okay, so I had so, so so yes, I have been there, and I rode almost all the 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 DC coasters, and it's fucking awesome. So for a while, I love how this all times in ties into 90s, because like, man, you want to talk about some childhood shit, amusement parks? Like, I've been. to, Okay, go ahead, go ahead, and finish your story. Go ahead, and finish your story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oklahoma City then they open Whitewater Bay. They open up um, some more they, they start really I think they just like start buying up just more amusement parks and just slapping the Six Flags name on it.
1: That sounds about right.
0: But yeah, for a while an Oklahoma City company owned Six Flags and that that made me feel good as an Oklahoman. Now things don't seem to be going well as I kind of scroll through their their Wikipedia, there's like talks of like bankruptcy, and uh, it's not necessarily great for uh, the artist formerly known as Tierco. E. But I thought is, a bunch. Is it just
1: because Six Flags isn't doing well anymore, or is it other financial? I think it was reasons? other
0: financial okay. reasons. Six Flags now Six operates Flags as their be... as their own group. I I, I think still kind of branched off from that Tierco group. But they, but I want to say now.
1: Warner Warner Brothers has a large. I would say Warner Brothers has a very large stake in. If I, I, this is this is all basing off of my recent trip to the to the Six Flags out out in the Maryland area, and uh, very heavy on the DC brand and very heavy on the Looney Tunes brand both properties owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah, so well, Warner
0: Brothers, so Warner Brothers originally bought Six Flags in 93 and then sold it to Premier Parks in
1: 98. Um no well, they so must have some of huge licensing and they deal. got back, yeah. Uh, it's probably a huge licensing cuz I mean I, I there's a huge chunk of coaster like I mean I the the one in Arlington, Texas uh, I remember younger it had it had a few I remember it was it was freeze. I remember when Batman opened, but the big ones were were, were, was just really freeze. And uh, I remember when Superman and Batman came along, and now I guess there's another one out there. It's been so long, but there was out here there was a Batwing, a Superman, a Joker ride, a Harley Quinn ride, a Riddler ride, a Robin gimmick. They didn't add those, like, I, I think they had a, like, maybe, like, the Joker
0: or something like that, but they didn't add, like, Mr. Freeze or the Riddler until the movies came out, though, didn't they?
1: I mean, that may have been a big, uh, a big, yeah. I mean, I, I would say, I mean, I don't know about the Riddler out here, but I know Mr. Freeze in Arlington probably didn't come out until until the Schwarzenegger character premiered. I'd say that's a fair assessment. Because the because there's a lot of like a lot of hit a lot the ride kind of resembles a lot of what you see in the movie
0: and Warner Brothers was huge for me and I think it was a lot of because like the the Six Flags tie in because we would come down here uh, to Six Flags and I would you'd be immersed with like the Warner Brothers characters and the Looney Tunes and then I would go home and watch Cartoon Network and then there they all are on my TV as well.
1: It was it was like it was like uh, I mean if you can imagine like it's not a, it's not Disney World or Universal Studios but it's that in that same vein for those characters like I, I, I in this I, I mean I remember you know you you could make you could schedule times to take pictures with them and then like if you were lucky you could uh, catch them on their walkabouts and then you know do you remember the autograph books? I mean could, I never had a Six get. Flags
0: one but I definitely had a Disney World one.
1: But I mean, like you could you could get them at Six Flags though. Like I remember, I I think I don't think I ever had a Disney one. I'm pretty sure one season I had Six Flags uh, summer pass and and I got the uh, I got the autograph book and it just man Six Flags as a kid and like yeah the, the immersion with those characters and like when you're a kid usually you know as you progress like from the Kitty rides to the bigger rides. You know, you still remember the Kitty Land, and that Kitty Land is always like Looney Tunes theme. It's always like the cake cartoons.
0: Like the most memorable ride for me at the Arlington Six Flags is the ride where you go through, and it's telling a story between uh, Bugs Bunny and Yosemite Sam, and the the, the whole <laughs> yeah. ride is a story. Yeah, but, yeah. And then I think there rides was, like that are fun. There was one in the Kitty Land area that was a. Uh, um a chase of like Wiley e. Coyote and the and and the road runner, and the road runner. And all that shit is fun because it, it, it makes you feel like you're in these these cartoons that you're at home watching.
1: yeah uh, I, I, I definitely uh, I definitely felt that for 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 sure uh, as a kid. It was definitely like I, I, as an adult, I'm like I'm all about like the DC characters and roller coasters, but I can vividly remember as a kid being all about the Looney Tunes characters, man, and just fucking eating that shit up. Yeah. I'm surprised I don't have a Looney Tunes like character tattoo. <laughs> of all the cartoon characters that I have tattooed on my body, I'm I'm very surprised that it's not a uh, a Looney Tunes character. It's a different character.
0: Do you remember when I first started like really getting into watching like the old uh, commercials on YouTube and stuff and all the bumpers? And I I told you that like I I kind of gave you like like my timeline of like how I saw like certain networks like becoming in popularity. And I said like the right, l- bottom right. half of the '90s, it was like uh, Nickelodeon and like Fox Kids. And then later on, it was you know you see some of those those shows jump from Fox Kids to Cartoon Network. Well, that's because of the Warner Brothers merger. That mm. the the Animaniacs being a Warner Brothers cartoon comes over to Cartoon Network. It's fire, fire! Animaniacs oh, is yeah, like dude. to this day. I can Shit sit down off. and watch it and just laugh my ass off.
1: Good idea, <laughs> bad idea. Hello, nurse. Uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Batman, the animated series, comes over in, in its fucking greatness. So all of that kind of made sense to me when I found out, oh, it's because Warner Brothers owned Cartoon Network
1: at the time. Smart, man. Go Go, go with your properties. There is nothing more iconic in Hollywood than going back and making money off of properties that have previously made you money.
0: I mean, it sounds like every movie coming out in Everdom.
1: It's it's not a modern it's not a modern gimmick, dude. It's not throughout history. As, it's not. as 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 I as, as I as I have learned and I've learned to accept it and I think everybody should too, uh, because there's gonna be good and there's gonna be bad, but as I as I go through this film study class, I am learning that if it, if it was successful previously, we will try it again with new characters in a more in, in a more quote unquote modern way, as in when we did it. So it's 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 just it's bound to happen. So accept it, love it, go with it. I want my adult Keenan and Kel reboot. Oh, dude, <laughs> you just you just hashtag
0: you just whopped me, bro. You just whopped me. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Uh so as so Cartoon
1: just Network, back on track here. Yeah, I'm
0: trying to. You're trying to. You you got me all flush. Um so Cartoon Network on fire. They they realize they they still need to keep keep pushing that envelope of like we still need like to hold that older audience. These kids okay, so
1: so if, if if I can interrupt you for a second, interrupt if away. I can read the timeline right. We're talking '96. We point.
0: are, we are smack dab in '90. That's exactly where we are. We are smack dab in 1996,
1: sir. So you're talking. I mean, grunge is grunge. Grunge is sort of maybe on the downswing, but like everything else about the '90s and that edgy feel is definitely in that push the envelope range. '96 is about to see, and and. To, to compare it to something that, like, we, we have a common interest in with the, with the wrestling, but '96 really launches wrestling, and that sort of just shoots oh, the '90s off. Oh, it's 90, the introduction the of the N.W.O. Off. I feel like the, the the there's a lot of uh, similarities there and metaphors to be made, and we can get to that on that on that podcast the... about how the late '90s and the rise of the the Monday Night Wars kind of launched the nineties the into the two thousands, like kind of you could just see that missile go off and, and how sex, drugs and rock and roll kind of became, you know, the motto again. And it it's to 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 compare that to what we're talking about, Cartoon Network, those those cartoons sort of reflected that in the audience of so the kids a few years ago were were were, you know, really into this, but like how are we gonna engage them even further in a more, you know, not adult way, but in a more advanced storytelling kind of way, I feel like. Yeah. Keep keep
0: them interested. Um,
1: There's okay. a big difference between Powerpuff Girls and the Jetsons. <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, Cartoon Network executive Mike Lazzo, who we're going to hear his name again here in just a moment. But Mike Lazo goes out and he hires a guy named by uh, Sean Atkins and Jason DeMarco. And like their whole job is to figure out a a block of television to kind of hold that that preteen to teen audience. So in on March 15th and 16th of 1996, they kind of have like a a tryout for some for an idea like this and they call it a sorry, it's called the Superhero Weekend. And it was like a two-day marathon of cartoons, and it was more of your action-packed cartoons. Like uh, two of the ones that were mentioned were the Super Friends and uh,
1: Swat Cats. (laughs) Swat Cats, yeah. Who doesn't love a good Swat Cats marathon? And then
0: what this eventually becomes, and I don't have the date here. That's dumb of me. Um, Oh, yeah, I do. Where is it? In September of that year, in, in September of 96, they end up launching Tsunami. And what? Tsunami goes all the way back to 1996. Tuna, t- Tsunami launches in 96, in September of oh, 96. Oh, man. It originally uh, has Moltar from Space Goes Coast, Coast to Coast <laughs> bringing in action cartoons from his little uh, space station. <laughs> And then eventually it goes. Oh, man,
1: Space Ghost, dude, it had its reach all over their network. I love it.
0: Um, eventually it, it gets passed off to the to the article to the
1: to the AI Tom. Yeah, Mister Creepy Spaceman, who tried to get his own little storyline once, and we were all like, "Eh, whatever." Yeah, and <laughs> go back to showing cartoons. That'll probably yeah, get who
0: cares talked about here in a minute as well. Uh, oh hell yeah. <laughs> So uh, they start to bring in um, a lot of anime. Uh, they start off with, like, Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z. Eventually they bring in Gundam Wing. Yeah.
1: yeah, that was around the time. I remember that. There was a big I, – and I remember in school there being, like, all of a sudden this uh, – what's everybody watching? Like, what is this? Like, the, it, it was, like, the talk, like, when – especially Dragon Ball Z.
0: Oh, amongst, yeah. Uh, once, the boys, once Dragon was, Ball Z landed. Oh,
1: like – what is this? This is awesome. Vegeta and Cell and just all that Super Saiyan all that man. That that shit that shit hit hit town like wildfire. Yeah, I
0: mean we're talking like like ninety eight was when like we are all introduced to anime with like Toonami and then in ninety eight the the Pokemon anime series dropping on uh, the WB as well.
1: I remember I remember having to get permission to come home and immediately watch T V so I could watch Pokemon before I did my homework.
0: Oh see I it would it would come on in the mornings at like nine AM and I, I would have to like beg my mom to record it and then I'd watch it from there. <laughs> so I'd have like two or three episodes recorded but like sporadically but i would come home and it would be Toonami, and it was like sailor moon gundam wing uh, a show that me and like my, my friends were super into was called a reboot um mm-hmm. uh, it was about the this computer program called called bob sounds uh, familiar and like viruses would like infect like a computer space and they'd have to go in and like play a game to beat them and it was it was supposed to be like you're inside a a, a computer and it was like mid to late 90s like CGI it probably doesn't look great now but back then it was fucking awesome mind blowing tsunami gets like three different like time runs here they get like a midnight run they get a super saturday run and a rising sun run where obviously at like midnight they have a block uh saturday nights they had a block and then they were, I remember the Saturday night blocks for sure. I definitely remember the Saturday. They night had blocks. some like super early morning blocks as well. Um. The
1: the Saturday night blocks were were good for like the uh, the dude sleepovers, where you're all. That's like, where my friends and I
0: would watch like our Gundam Wing. Game. game
1: boys and your you know whatever whatever else you're you're bullshitting on. You put that on in the background because it's like yeah. Are man, these are man cartoons. And the
0: <laughs> the midnight runs they would do, and the Saturday night runs that they would do, were uncensored. So like there was blood, there was. There were cursed words, you know, minor cursed words,
1: sexually suggestive content, because yeah. <laughs> the Japanese are perverts. It was like I said, it was, it was. <laughs> hey, not shaming. We're we've all we're all perverts. It was way.
0: fantastic for the for the dude sleepover.
1: They they didn't like
0: it. It it seemed to have peaked though, really, in the late nineties. Because like in the early two thousands, they try and do a thing where like it gets sent off to, uh, the WB. Like, instead on the WB, it was, like, Scooby-Doo, and, like, not Toonami-esque cartoons, but, like, packaged with that Toonami brand.
1: Yeah, they just, they tried to give the, they tried to give the gimmick its own storyline, and it was just kind of like, And so when that, that failed, they brought it, back to Cartoon Network,
0: gave it the it's it prime spot the 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 four to six slot and then it goes away in like the upper two thousands, like two thousand six or so it, it tsunami goes
1: away. They I do I do I do remember hearing about it going away. I do remember that being news. Like they were just like, Okay, it's over. It's uh done.
0: Later on, in, like, April... We all graduated. <laughs> April of, like, 2013, they they ran an April Fool's kind of deal, where they ran Toonami on April Fool's of 2013. It was, was, was like a, it's back. Well. I, I remember that as well. And then they took it away. Psych. Um, they, they have brought it back, and it is still running. I think they brought it back in, like, 2016 or 2017, officially. Um, it runs yeah. on Friday nights, and I, I mean it's pretty much same thing. It's like it's it's anime. It's um, Dragon Ball Super now. Uh, it's a lot yeah, of the and I think same I think stuff. It's
1: it's 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 exactly and I, and I like that. It may not be something that I'm probably gonna go and watch with my you know uh, schedule. But I like it's. It's nice to know that it's out there doing, the thing that I know it to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I wouldn't say I've outgrown it because uh, I definitely haven't outgrown cartoons. But it's just it's just not a it's not something that's in my, field of vision at the moment. But it, just knowing that it's there, that little piece of my childhood, and it's doing what it did in my childhood. You know. I got to grow up with it and it just kind of is it's still there doing the same for for other kids and I like really like my mainstay of like anime
0: comes from the Toonami blocks I would watch I mean Cowboy Bebop outlaw star uh, Dragon Ball Z Sailor Moon the Gundam series all pretty much stems from me watching it on Toonami
1: uh, it's definitely my introduction to that genre and style of animation.
2: Hey, dabbit, I can never find a parking space after lunch. Cartoon Network keeps adding stars without adding parking spaces. Oh, There's a space reserved for Papa Smith. Body freaking die. Wise Papa Smith, corrupted by his own power. Can no leader go undated? <laughs> Hey, fellas, looking for a parking space? You can take mine. Now, this guy's a true hero. Mm, could have sworn I parked in the Wally Gator uh,
1: F-Lot. Or was it in... Oh, boy.
2: Now I remember. I flew into work today. Silly me. Oh, brother. Oh, man, look.
1: There's one. There's one.
2: All right, boys. I
1: need your foot power to help me gun it.
0: Welcome back. Um, we've been kind of going over the history of Cartoon Network. Uh, we started off with, like, its its inception from Ted Turner saying, I need a bajillion cartoons to it creating its own shit to it trying to keep up with the times and keep up with everything else going on in the late 90s. And even they have to continue to keep up. Um, they... Want to try and hold another older demographic? So, Mike Lazo.
1: I mean, the kids in the '90s did grow up.
0: Yeah, damn. And why? Why did we have to? I, I, I didn't sign up for that shit.
1: I, I, I definitely didn't consent to getting older.
0: <laughs> Mike Lazo again. This, this dude had his hands all over. Yeah, that guy. Um. He he really toyed with the whole idea of late night programming a lot. Um, even off in the Tsunami um, Space Ghost. Tsunami Space Ghost. Uh there were old um block like there was an old show called O oh Canada. That was pretty much what a cartoon, <laughs> but it was a bunch of like Canadian cartoons and this like compilation. So it, it, the year two thousand comes. And uh, between like four and five o'clock in the morning on december twenty first and December thirtieth, two thousand, the new uh, William Street cartoons kind of made a stealth debut. There was no advertisements for this. There was no plug. It just if you were watching Cartoon Network at, at four o'clock in the morning, this is this is what came on. And even, I think even it said in the TV guide, it even would say, like, uh, uh, paid programming or studio programming or something like that. They just didn't know what it was. But the cartoons that kind of stealthily made their debut are C-Lab 2021, Harvey Birdman, <laughs> Aqua oh. Hunger Force,
1: and wow. The Brack Show.
0: All unannounced. Um, It's kind of a test run to kind of see how these shows went. Epic. Um, And then, so it was supposed to... So Adult Swim was supposed to be uh, premiered in April of 2001. There was a delay, and it started off on September 1st, 2001, with an episode of Mm. Home Movies titled the director's cut. Oh. And I love home oh, movies. Oh man.
1: That's a that's a class it is a that's a, an adult swim staple. Like when I think of the first time I was exposed to adult swim, it's home movies.
0: When I think back of like, yeah, my adult swim exposure, it's like Baby Blues, The Oblongs and uh home movies. And I it was our introduction to to h john benjamin and how great he is
1: did you do you remember a time when you lived in a world where you knew home movies existed because you had seen it on tv but it just disappeared and like nobody understood what you meant when you tried to yes. describe this show yes to
0: like like the mid to late 2000s when it was just like no longer on adult
1: swim like when like adult swim is but it was just gone. You couldn't find it anywhere. It just didn't exist. Like I mean DVDs like this was the height of like the DVD era where like s- like seasons and movies and like Blu-ray was starting to make a push and all and of like this about stuff and like, people show. were like DVDs are I go and like I just but like and nobody seemed to have watched it. And just like you were like you always I always felt like I was like that one person who like and then I found you of course, but like nobody knew what this show was and then like one day it like reappeared and then it's it's like it's been on TV for the like ever since H. John Benjamin blew up uh, with Archer I'd say for the last like 10 years you can find it sporadically on Adult Swim like I'm pretty sure I saw it on TV uh, a a couple weeks back just browsing well now it's on HBO
0: Max and you can watch it in its entirety and it's fantastic
1: exactly there you go
0: there you go uh, well, it, so. uh, like we said, like, you can't really, like, describe that show to people. I mean... <laughs> you
1: can't, man. Like, what is that show? Ha-
0: it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's like a show... Of,
1: uh, H. John Benjamin's own there's fever a, There's
0: dream. a kid, he wants to be a director, the animation's
1: all squiggly. <laughs> the animation is terrible. It's like if I drew a cartoon.
0: The first season of, <laughs> of Home Movies is in, I think what's even termed, squiggly animation. Um, but then it ends up being, uh, Flash animation later on.
1: Smart. God, that's if you want to I mean, we're 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 a little we're a little past the nineties decade when we're we're getting into Flash animation, but uh, I do I do love I do you know, I you, you what you what you're showing me though is ever since we were kids, Cartoon Network was doing what it could to evolve with the times and keep our tastes and interests in mind to where to this day, like it's still a relevant and 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 popular, you know, deal between Adult Swim and its daily content, and it's you know, it's it's even got its own little primetime block of like shows that it's had dedicated viewers of for, I mean, decades. So, you know, uh, props to. And that, I even man. have to correct myself
0: here. I thought I thought I uh, I stumbled across Cowboy Bebop on Late Night tsunami. Toonami. No, apparently. Adult Swim even dabbled in the anime section as well because uh, I have it here in my notes that Cowboy Bebop was the first anime to premiere that night on the Adult Swim block.
1: Mm, okay, so it was a part of that. It was a part of that block. Do you remember, and and, and I could be wrong on this, Like, so you said that Adult Swim had premiered at this re- very random and early unannounced time. Was there a time that Adult Swim just like it didn't have like a time slot where you just couldn't ever figure out when it was gonna like? Sometimes it would start at like 2:30 in the morning, and other times it wouldn't start till like 4:30. I don't the know about and, that,
0: but there's definitely a reason why there were some nights you could find it and some nights you couldn't.
1: Yeah, cause I do remember like watching some stuff, and then like I go back a night later, a night or two later, and I'd be like same time, same channel, and like it's something like not that, and I'm like. So
0: Adult Swim, it it was initially only on Sunday nights, and then there would be Mm a re-airing of the Sunday night broadcast on Thursday night.
1: Mm. Maybe that was it.
0: Uh, So I mentioned Home Movies and Cowboy Bebop were on that September 1st. Uh, September Mm. 9th, the next week, is when Aqua Teen Hunger Force officially premiered. Hmm
1: great classic, something, uh, a series I have on DVD. Oh,
0: dude, I, I've got
1: first season, at least. I don't have the whole, but.
0: Yeah, I've got <laughs> man, I've, I've, I had like a like a, a hurricane of thoughts hit me at once there for a second when he said that. I've got Octane Hunger Force on DVD. I have both seasons of Harvey Birdman on DVD. I love home movies. I go back and watch it on HBO Max. You earlier had mentioned Harvey Birdman, and it's like they how they continued to take that like repurposing of like old Hanna Barbera cartoons. Well, that just continued with Adult Swim, with Mm -hmm. the Harvey Birdman with uh, C Lab was also that. So Adult Swim then takes fucking fire, and you start seeing like uh, I need to pull these up. But there are huge advertisements that involve Adult Swim characters. Uh, 1-800-CALL-ATT, Dr. Pepper, Coke, uh, Dodge Ram, Quiznos, uh, a Verizon Commercial, all use Aqua Teen Hunger Force characters or like some form of Adult
1: Swim character in their advertisements. (laughs) I, I, I I I remember the Aqua Teen characters being used.
0: So just like so much uh, popularity is on fire, and they haven't even done their big thing yet. Which is in two thousand one, they uh, they obtained Futurama's ex- exclusive syndication rights.
1: Mm. Big bucks. Yeah, they,
0: they uh, Adult Swim became uh, very common to take a lot of uh, canceled TV shows like uh uh home movies was originally supposed to be on UPN. Did you know that? I did not know that. That is awesome. That is awesome. Um so they became quite famous for just take like uh the the Oblongs was another one. Um
1: welfare I love the Oblongs. My wife loves the Oblongs. She wasn't sure it actually existed. She she had that's that is her home movies like she described it to me one time. I knew exactly what she was talking about. She was like, nobody has ever confirmed that. Like, I wasn't sure if it even existed, if I'd even seen it, if I was going crazy. I was like, oh, it's your home movies. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. I love that that just got brought up in this podcast. See, that's what this podcast is for, bringing back like amazing memories and like, you're like oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that was a thing
1: for for the record, I did zero, absolutely no research, didn't watch nothing, and everything I, I we've talked about, I've pulled straight from just like my ass and my memories and you just talking about this stuff and me going, "Oh yeah." <laughs> uh, it's been it's been a great wa- it's, been,
0: it's, been, it's been it's been it's been fun. I awesome. That 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 puts a smile in my heart. Um, so they're <laughs> buying up all these canceled TV shows and in the midst, they run into an old friend. Seth MacFarlane, who did the show on the What a Cartoon. Apparently, he had some work on some Johnny Bravo episodes and some Dexter's Lab episodes as well. So, nice. Seth MacFarlane, pretty acquainted with the Cartoon Network crew. Uh, they they buy Family Guy. They, they buy episodes of Family Guy. I remember that. And on 420 2003 Family Guy airs... For the first time on Adult Swim, and just became becomes like the most iconic thing of the
1: mid two thousands. And you said you said uh, four twenty two four twenty two thousand three. Yeah, seventeen years later, still still on. It. Still on and
0: Seth MacFarlane still, getting paid. still part of his block.
1: He's got like three or four shows on their block. Oh man, yeah, man, Seth MacFarlane, dude, he. uh... He definitely he definitely found his niche and he he sold a, he sold a fair amount of cartoons and props to him. Great great great. Great for a time and I mean at a certain point it just does get a little bit repetitive. Uh but I'm not here to dissect his, you know, comedic practice. I'm just here to respect. I'm just here to respect the game. <laughs>
0: well, what was great is it is it is it, is it brought up so much popularity and then what they did even was that they they aired an episode that Fox didn't want to air, when Fox owned it, they did a Christmas episode, Christmas episode called "When You Wish Upon a Weinstein," and <laughs> Fox thought it was it was too much. Well, yeah, well he, uh, Seth is very prophetic. Adult Swim said, "Well, we're gonna air that shit," and it became extremely extremely popular. They put it on like the first DVD collection because of that. Um, I think Fox now will show it. Uh, and yeah, that pretty much took over. I, I honestly there wasn't a whole lot on like Cartoon Network proper in uh, the early to mid two thousands that I was really watching. It it was mainly either uh, Dragon Ball Z and the Majin Buu saga during tsunami or Family Guy and Futurama uh at night.
1: I can definitely tell you as I got older into the aughts uh. My cartoon viewing became less of that Saturday morning, you know, midday cartoon to the later evening, you know, Tsunami, like outside the, you know, sleepover yeah. Tsunami, but the, you know, the, 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 the evening late night watching of Family Guy and, uh, Futurama and that, you know, adult swim, you know, it's definitely carried me through many, many, many a nights throughout the years. And I, I've sort of seen how that's kind of evolved with the shows of, you know, you see things like Robot Chicken and, and you know, Super uh, – not Super Jail. Oh, uh, yeah,
0: Super Jail on there too.
1: Uh, super, Jail, super Jail. No, it is Super Jail. I was thinking of that. Yeah, so Super things like Super Jail and, you know, Moral Oral. Uh, that's Moral, Moral Oral sounds like something canceled that they bought. <laughs> but um, Tim and Eric – Back to that,
0: like, liquid television kind of feel for a while in their – in their cartoons, and then yeah, let's let's have a, a late night block for the adults. Tom goes to the mayor. Uh, Squidbillies.
1: Squidbillies for sure. I definitely remember the Squidbillies. Now, I don't know if you're gonna go too much into this, and I'm, I'm, I want to I want to see if I'm being a little prophetic here, because uh, these aren't shows that I watch, but things like uh, The Amazing World of Gumball and Steven Universe and. Uh, adventure time and uh, regular show what basically they basically kind of restarted their cycle right where they were like okay we 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 spent the 90s and the aughts building this audience and now we've got them hardcore locked in with adult swim
0: but now there's the young kids coming up behind them
1: how do, how do we how do we get them locked in and then what's the transition from there and it definitely seems like, Uh, the shows that I just named off are part of that generation. Because, like, I get get the allure of them. They're not shows that I'm going to watch. I may find some of the jokes funny from time to time and the memes and and, and whatnot. But I just, like, when it comes to certain cartoons, like, I just am not going to invest a certain amount of time into those specifically. But I get the merit behind them. And, like, all for Cartoon Network for being able to create a whole other generation of kids just like me. Because I definitely remember when I worked at the movie theater – those were the shows from Cartoon Network that the kids that I worked with, you know what I mean? That's what they watched.
0: They they got a the little bit younger with us with like Adventure Time and like Steven Universe. But now, dude, now it's all about that Teen Titans Go and like Cartoon.
1: Is that the new one? See, I, I don't even know dude, what Cartoon it Network is now. runs. Is it Teen Titans Cartoon Go? Network
0: runs that Teen Titans Go train hard. And I'm not gonna lie. It's a good, it's a good property to have, man. It's. Reliable. I watched the movie, and the movie definitely had me cracking up at points. I don't watch the TV show at all. I heard it's but good. The, the movie I had me good. laughing my ass off at points.
1: Um, besides that, I. Is that the one Stan Lee makes? Stan a cameo Lee does of make a cameo in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: You know, at, at Adventure Time, I was never big into. Uh, my girlfriend really likes Steven Universe.
1: Uh, she a uh, uh, fair younger. She's than about six you. years Not younger, an, but that's it's enough to break that generational gap. I feel like, mm-hmm. given the 80s, 90s difference, uh, but that's but like to to, to compare to. I mean, yeah, I feel I feel like what I what I like just said is confirmed with like what your what your girlfriend likes. Like she's just a few years behind us, but like. A Cartoon Network, like they know what they know, and they know that there's, you know, you just got to throw shit to the wall, and animation's easy to do, especially these days. But find find what you find what is successful, and just build the brand, and just drive that shit home, and air that shit every single goddamn day <laughs> in the same exact order at the same exact time. So uh, shows
2: shows that like like what would you say or like your like top. Cartoon Network shows. I'll I'll give you mine. Like when I think Cartoon Network shows, I think my top five would be like uh,
1: Ed Ed Nettie. Dude, how have we gone? do we went this that's entire it. fucking episode, and that's the first time we mentioned Ed Ed Nettie. Shame on us. Shame oh, on no. us, dude. Shame on us. Uh,
2: mainly because I I because I do whole like, like Ed and Eddie is like one of like my, my favorite cartoons of all time. I do plan on doing oh. an Ed, Ed and Eddie show. It, it's kind of the reason why I didn't dive like super deep into it now. Um, it should have been mentioned because it goes on my Mount Rushmore of, of Cartoon Network shows. But say like Ed and Eddie, uh, Dexter's lab. Um,
1: I'm trying to think if I should include like tsunami stuff or not. Uh, to 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 the, keep it strictly to the '90s, since we'll do anything that premiered in the '90s. You want to keep it to the '90s? I'm gonna put a rule on you. And okay. you said a Mount Rushmore, so that gives you two more. There's okay. your rules. What are the rules? What are the rules? So I have. That's another podcast. Eddie
2: Dexter's Lab. Um, damn, and it doesn't it it doesn't hold up to me much now. But I watched a shit ton of it in the day. Cow and Chicken.
1: Oh Two god. Okay, dogs. so that's your, that's your four. That's your four. Cow and chicken. That's another one. That's the one. That's one I was thinking of. I think that's the one with the weenies. I think that's the one with the weenies. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They yes, love yes. the roasted just, weenies. Just, it's all about weenies. And I remember the like the way weenies. the sausage had its little tight it ends. The devil with a huge red ass.
2: Yeah, it probably doesn't it probably doesn't hold up much to me now. I I don't know how much I could probably watch of it now. Uh, it's also October, and we didn't mention Courage the Cowardly Dog a whole
1: lot. So, so you're gonna go with your four of Dexter, Ed, 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 and Eddie, Dexter, Cow and Chicken, and two stupid dogs. Okay, so I'm I am gonna go Courage because that's one I I, di- I watched a lot of that, uh, and I'm gonna go Flintstones. I know it's not a '90s cartoon, but it's a cartoon that aired in the '90s. And that is something I remember watching with my dad, and that's like you you, you know, if those are the memories you have, and those are the memories you hold dear. So that's that's yeah, I, I, I just I remember that and connect that with family time. So, uh, I got two more man, I gotta go. Powerpuff Girls, Mojo Jojo, iconic villain. Uh, I, I that that was one that like like there's very few times I can remember like I gotta be home to watch this show as a kid. I mean, like, asking, like, an adult, like, hey, I have to be home. Like, as a child, like, when you have to and ask an adult permission to do something, like, I need to be home so I can watch a television show. It was always really hard. <laughs> so, but, like, I remember Powerpuff Girls was like, hey, Fridays, I got to be in front of a TV at, like, this block of hours because there's a set of cartoons coming on. And Powerpuff Girls was always the main one for that.
2: They had a badass Flash game on the Cartoon Network website called uh, uh, The Fast and the Flurriest. And it was a Powerpuff Girls snowboarding game. It and it's super fucking I'm fun. I'm very jealous of you right now.
1: Especially with the death of Flash. I need to find that before it goes away. Um, and I got one more. Oh, man. That's a tough one. And I'll go a little too long. I'll go. Oh, fuck. Man, that's a hard, hard, hard. I got to put the last one in. And just for legendary status Dragon Ball Z. I. I, I I may not have stuck with it all the way through, but I do have the first two seasons on DVD, and they are great to watch. Like, They're really fun to go back and watch, minus all the Master Roshi it's, stuff. You it's know, my favorite. I, I've ranted enough on that. Uh, it's in a category... It's got a, a, yeah, if it's an anime, like I'm going to pick up and randomly watch an episode of that I don't have to be worried about storyline, I'll, I'll pick that. So yeah, Dragon Ball Z, Powerpuff Girls, and then um, Flintstones.
2: Flintstones meet the Flintstones,
1: have a yabba dabba do time.
2: So Flintstones did definitely have a stamp in the '90s, and we'll for sure get there later on with uh, some fast food talk and some movie talk as well.
1: I know a lot of it had to do with John Goodman, but I I, I know <laughs> I, I do remember the car- being exposed to the cartoon well before being exposed to the movies.
2: The Oddly enough, the uh, the Flintstones is what I used to use because it would come on that, and Scooby Doo would come on like that, like nine nine thirty block, and that was what my recall button was set to when I'd be uh, watching South Park without
1: my parents' permissions. So, Lucky, I never got that opportunity. I was always uh, banned from South Park until I lived on my own. Now it's like, yeah.
2: That kind of that kind of wraps it up. I mean, we we did Cartoon Network. We we. Cover like a solid 14 to 15 years plus <laughs> of uh, Cartoon yeah. Network.
1: I mean, it's still on today. Shows we were still watching. Uh. Toonami still on today. Family Guy still on there. Uh, you won't see Futurama as much, but the rest of the Seth MacFarlane property. So I mean, pretty much the 90s. Man, they took over cartoons uh, and uh, figured out how to keep us coming back. Yeah. Um. So awesome
2: that 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 covers one. One subject of the 90s. Uh, hopefully next week we are inspired enough to come back for another. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I, yeah, I, I guess like you said, uh, let's let's tie a bow on it. I am Mr. Chilled and Roasted, uh, CJ Ward. You can find me on Instagram at Chilled and Roasted 89. Um, if you have your own Mount Rushmore of Cartoon Network shows and want to uh, send them to me, or us, or the show, uh, The Royal Eye. You can send them to uh, childrenroasted89 at AOL.com, and I will take a look at those. If you want to follow me on Instagram and look at old 90s stuff with me, old 90s video games, old 90s advertisements, uh, pretty much anything 90s, my Instagram is childrenroasted eighty nine. Same as the AOL. That's all my plugs right now. You, sir?
1: But uh, I'll just go with the more modern Twitter, since, you know, Mr. AOL over there. Uh, you can you, – I, I actually – I came prepared. I know what my Twitter handle is, sir. Uh, uh, I'm the uh, – you know, uh, we do another little show uh, <laughs> about a little, a little 90s sitcom uh, called Seinfeld. It is also under construction and a work in progress but we do have some episodes up and uh, you can find some Seinfeld chatter specifically um, at this underscore is the show that's on Twitter and then I can be found specifically on Twitter rabbit underscore is underscore wise and make sure you substitute that first I for one because you know I'm the wise rabbit and you don't fold the maps
2: I will uh, go ahead and be kind to everybody and go ahead and just link all this stuff within the description as well. Um, Please as this is uh, episode one, um, we are still looking for any kind of feedback so please uh, subscribe, rate, comment.
1: If you like us, tell us why you like us. If you think we suck, tell us why you think we suck so we try not to suck in the future.
2: (laughs) for chilling in the 90s with us guys and uh, chilling.